If you say, do you know what DMCA is, a lot of people will say no. If you say, do you know you can have your videos taken down for copyright if you use mainstream songs in them, then a lot of people that said no before will say yes. Seems like you're just pulling a dehydrogen monoxide and didn't bother to elaborate till pro. Okay then. The laws on exclusive discussion publishers and library journals with little discussion in the mainstream press. Okay, nothing about any definition there. Let's see what else does it tell me to look. Streaming music, a portable device is mainstream today. Okay, that doesn't tell me any. Okay, no, that doesn't seem like that would be the uh, way to go, so let's uh, go over right here. So let's look at what this definition of mainstream. mainstream. The ideas, attitudes, and activities are regarded as normal or conventional, the dominant trend in opinions, fashion, or the arts. Huh. Don't see anything here talking about copyright law and its definition. Clearly, copyright law and mainstream have nothing to do with each other. Jeez, you don't have to be a dick about it. Hello everyone, I hope you guys enjoyed the lovely little skit that I had put in the front of it. Since you know, there are people out there who think that I'm making a bigger deal out of something that's not really a big deal when... In actuality, it's actually a lot bigger than what most people think. Wait, what? But, first things first. I've noticed that a lot of you guys who answered to my poll don't know who I am. So... Allow me to rectify this situation. Even though I've been doing this for over two years now and been posting consistently on the same day for the past two years now, it still surprises me that none of you guys know who I am yet. So, allow me to introduce myself. Hi, my name is Peter. I am also the host to a gloving podcast known as The Gloving Paradigm. I know that dip switch. I can see that. Yes, I have been doing this for over two years. I am a glover who has been making gloving content to help people be educated in the gloving world. But clearly me trying to educate people in law is a big no-no to a lot of people, which makes no sense to me because all I'm just trying to do is give actual genuine accurate information about something that actually has a lot to do with gloving. And what is it that I'm talking about? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. We get to talk about this, this lovely little thing known as the DMCA. 
or the Digital Millennial Copyright Act. Run. Apparently, me saying DMCA is like saying dehydrogen monoxide. Well, excuse me, let me get some of that, by the way. This poisonous, terrible thing that everybody needs to have. 12 seconds later. Gotta love that dehydrogen monoxide. All right, all right, I get it. So yes, we are going to be talking about this lovely little thing known as the Digital Millennial Copyright Act. Why? Well, a lot of people don't know about it. And it's been a very big, huge topic lately, which again, if you've been living under a rock, I'm also surprised because this has been on the mainstream media for quite some time. So I'm sure a lot of you are probably asking me, what is the DMCA? Well, that's a great question because guess what? We're gonna have an actual lawyer break it down for you. So here's a four minute excerpt from a one hour video from Lindsay Ellis's channel talking about copyright law, specifically the DMCA. Uh, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, or DMCA, uh, was a law that was written in the very early days of the internet to decide who would be liable for hosting copyright infringing material. It would be easy to imagine a world where a website was responsible for the content that its users uploaded. You can imagine that if a user uploaded some copyright infringing material, uh, that the rights holders could go after the platform for damages. And in that world, it would be way easier to get damages from the website or platform instead of of the random user who uploaded it. The problem is that if that were the case, then no one would host a website that allowed users to upload material because they would always be at the mercy of all of these copyright suits. So Congress decided in their infinite wisdom in the mid 90s that it made sense to give a way for platforms to have immunity from these copyright infringement lawsuits. Section 512 of the DMCA actually gives platforms a safe harbor so that they're not responsible for the content that their users upload if it's infringing of copyright. But in able to receive that safe harbor, they actually have to do certain requirements. The main requirement is that if a website or platform receives a notice, a DMCA notice, that some content that they're hosting infringes of someone's copyright, then they have to take that down. That's called a DMCA notice. On the other hand, a, a user who believes that this DMCA takedown notice was given in error can issue what's called a DMCA counter notice and uh, get the content put back up. So generally speaking, when a platform like YouTube, let's say, receives a proper DMCA takedown notice notifying them that some material infringes on someone's copyright and they take that material down, then the DMCA gives them a safe harbor and prevents YouTube specifically from being sued for copyright infringement. Now, in exchange, copyright holders no longer have to go to court to get things taken down. They just need to send a form. So in a way, it can avoid a whole bunch of litigation costs when some user uploads some content that's not theirs to upload in the first place. So a DMCA takedown notice is a party claiming that a platform is hosting some content that's illegally infringing on copyright. And you can see how powerful this tool could be in the wrong hands, that you can take down almost any website or video that's on the internet so long as you make a DMCA claim, which is why the DMCA requires you to have a good faith basis 
that there's copyright infringement going on, that you have to swear under the penalty of perjury that you actually own the underlying content that was infringed, uh, and that there was actually copyright infringement going on. But when we're talking about the DMCA, if you're a platform, you can get in trouble for refusing to take down different material. If you refuse a DMCA takedown notice, then and only then can the underlying rights holder sue the platform. So if YouTube gets a DMCA claim and they say, no, we're gonna leave this video up, then they can be sued for copyright infringement. But if they take the video down, then they're not liable to anyone, which is why you see a lot of platforms, whether it's Twitter or Amazon or YouTube, they just get the DMCA takedown notices and take those videos down because it's no skin off their nose and they don't have to do an independent analysis to determine whether the video or other IP actually does the infringing. That's up to the person that made the claim. And if the person made a claim that isn't valid, then they can be liable in court for that invalid DMCA takedown. So that's why you get a lot of platforms that are removing content without doing an independent analysis because there's no reason for them to do any kind of independent analysis. So this is a really complicated area of the law, but that is DMCA liability in a nutshell. So I certainly hope you guys enjoyed what he had to say. I certainly understood what he said, but I know there's some words in there that people might get a little confused on. So just to kind of clarify something, when it comes to the term liability, it literally means in the legal term that somebody being responsible for something, especially when it comes to the law. So just to clarify some things, yes, you have the DMCA and you also have DMCA takedown notices, which is what has been going on a lot, okay? One other thing I want to make sure that everyone is clear on is another term that gets thrown around a lot when it comes to the DMCA, and that is fair use, okay? So fair use is pretty much a doctrine within copyright law that allows people to use copyrighted material without having the permission of the copyright holders. Mm-hmm, I heard that. I wish I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. Now, there are caveats to using this to be considered fair use, okay? So, what are those terms? Very simple. You have commentary, criticism, journalism, education, research, and scholarship work. Also, there's transformative work, but we're just going to get through those. Um, okay. So yeah, these are the general guidelines when it comes to fair use, these are where it is. So if, say for example, I was doing a review of a movie, don't necessarily need the copyright holder's permission to use some of their stuff in their movie, even though they still will hit you with a DMCA takedown notice because they don't really care. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. So here's one major thing you guys need to understand. When it comes to fair use, there are four, four main factors that you have to take into consideration when thinking about fair use. One, the purpose and character of which use by the person who's using it in relation to the actual work being used. Two, the nature of the copyrighted work. Three, the amount and substantiality of the copyrighted work in relation to the work as a whole. And four, the effect of the use on the potential market or value of the copyrighted material being used. A little longer than a few minutes later. So, with that all being said, where does gloving fall into this? Well, I don't understand how you guys are not putting the two and two together at this point. But Gloving likes to use music, just like any other dance form or art form that likes to use music. 
We also use music. But here's the thing. A lot of people's videos get taken down or they have a copyright claim that happens, which is a very common thing on YouTube. But there is something that does happen on Facebook and a couple of other platforms, as you guys could remember from what the lawyer said, that yeah, you can be taken to court if you dispute the copyright claim. Now, you might be wondering why on earth would anyone want to take a simple little Glover who's doing a little video in their bedroom to court? Well, if you watch the rest of Lindsay Ellis's video and the other video that she has on regarding the subject that I took this excerpt from, you'll see that small companies can uh, take people to court and <laughs> uh, do some literal damage. Okay, so if you're the type of person to be like, oh, Warner Brothers or Sony is not going to take me to court because why on earth would a big company want to take me, a little dude, to court and I have no money for them to take me? Yeah, that might be true. But what makes the indie companies, you know, those small indie record labels be in the same category? Um, can't know. <laughs> no. Also, if you actually pay a little bit more closer attention, to what was going on in those videos. It wasn't the publishers that was doing it, it was actually the author doing it. So, I'm not saying that there's artists out there that hate gloving so much, except for a couple people who have said on the internet. What? But, yeah. What if there's a independent artist that decided, hey, you use my music and I wanna take you to court since you're disputing it. Guess what? You're going to court. And I can certainly tell you from my own personal experience, Guess how much it costs to retain a lawyer nowadays? $5,000. Not only that, it was $5,000 back in the 1920s. So yeah, you're still paying a hefty price just to have somebody represent you. Wow. And not only that, you also have attorney's fees, you have reparation damages if you lose. Also the attorney's fees of your composing party can be placed onto you if you lose. So you can actually see how much money can actually rack up really fast just by using somebody's work. <laughs> the other thing I also want to point out, and I'm not saying this on anybody, but this is something that we need to understand as a community because this is something that does affect us really, really heavily, okay? So, if you guys have been, again, living under a rock because apparently people in the gloving community like to live under rocks a lot. Why are you pulling me? I'm right! We've been having a good amount of uh, online competitions happening. You know, we have Learn Your Scorecard, we have Wimp Olympics, GFC's getting ready to go if it's not already underway. You know, we have all these different tournaments going on now. All these different competitions. Not only that, these competitions are getting streamed on Twitch or being placed onto YouTube. So, why are these so important to understand? Well, if you play copyrighted material on these streams, these people who are streaming it are going to get hit with the DMCA. What happens then is that their stuff gets taken down or muted and they're also getting hit with fees. Not only that, but they also get a mark on their account. If you guys also been on YouTube long enough, there are kind of a different variations of copyright claims on there, but there's one big one that people need to understand called a copyright strike. 
Oh my God, what the hell is that? So a copyright strike basically is a big giant no-no. It is not just a little slap on the wrist and saying no, no, no. It is like you go take to jail for a day type deal. And you can only have three of them on your account before your account's taken down. What? I knew it. Stop letting him make you realize stuff. Now, I will certainly say this. YouTube has done a pretty okay job with their copyright claiming situation. Why is because the bottom line is when it comes to copyright infringement and copyright stuff in general, boils down to one major thing. Who's getting the money? And most of the time, when it comes to light show videos, they're looking at it in that context that is affecting the potential market of the copyrighted material. Even though most of you guys are putting up your videos just to express yourself. They don't care because to them, it doesn't matter. As immaterial, just like the term mainstream is immaterial to the court of law. How long is that gonna stick with me? Until arson is legal, sweetie. Get it? I hope so. What have I done? So yes, we have these online competitions happening right now, and they're trying to avoid the DMCA. There are ways that we have figured out how to avoid DMCA takedown notices. You don't play those copyrighted material stuff. But here's the thing. There's actually a good amount of material that are considered mainstream that you can actually play without the fear of a DMCA, as long as you actually follow the terms and conditions of the material that you're going to use. So yes, you have that stuff, okay? You have the copyright stuff in essence, but here's the other thing. There are other ways you can look around to get around the whole DMCA stuff that happens. Well, we're waiting. You have Creative Commons licenses, which if you go to Google, you go to the toolbar part of it, and it'll actually say, hey, under what rights usage do you want to look under? Look under Creative Commons licenses. That tends to be the stuff that's usually for free and you can use it for free without any fear of copyright. The other place you can also check out is royalty free music, which I'm not going to get into the whole deal, but to make people understand what royalties is, royalties is the fee of playing somebody's copyrighted material or using their copyrighted material every single time you use it. So let me give you a little example. Say you made a commercial and that commercial plays five times a day on one channel and you times the number of channels by 25. Okay, you have 125 times it gets played and you have a flat fee every single time it gets played. So you're paying that fee 125 times a day per day for as long as your ad's running. That's the whole idea when it comes to royalties, okay? And there are certain copyrights that come into play that you have to take into consideration. But again, we're talking about one of the most complicated forms of law in the world and it's not just in the US okay I'll certainly tell you yes copyright laws do change depending on which country and which region you're in but most of us are in the US so we'll probably have to stick to that and most copyright laws tend to follow the US's model so what, what do you want me to do at this point so much later that the old narrator got tired of waiting and they had to hire a new one so couple of caveats I do want to finish off here is that when it comes to YouTube with their copyright claims, it doesn't do anything to your channel. All that happens is on that particular video 
any ad revenue or any revenue that you make off of that video, you do not get. The copyright holders get it. Pay me my money. <laughs> now, I can understand to a lot of people, especially us lovers, we don't care. If you want the money, have the money. We just want to use your song to make a like show video. You know, cause that's what we want to do. We want to express ourselves. Nope, nope, stop talking, go to jail. Oh. So, yeah, most of us are probably in that, that part too. However, one thing you need to understand when it comes to copyright strike is that it will take down that video. You can't put that video back up. I will certainly say this, because <laughs> I've seen somebody do this and it got in big trouble. The video got hit with the copyright strike, so they decided, that, okay, let's just take it down and just re-upload it again. It got hot with another. <laughs> Basically, this person thought if I just re-upload it again, they won't copyright strike them multiple times. They got striked three times and lost their channel and can't make an account on YouTube anymore. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, it's quite hilarious how that happened. And the funnier thing is that I explained to this person not to do that and they kept doing it, okay? Approximately 10 hours later. And believe me, trust me, I know when it comes to whole copyright claims and stuff like that because on a different podcast I have going on and I'm not shilling it here because I don't care. Bless you. <laughs> I got copyright claimed that blocked me in certain countries, as you can probably see here from the little email that I got. I did rectify it and fix the situation. Thank God that YouTube has put in an editor within their system. That I was actually able to cut out the part that was infringing, therefore allowing me to actually be open to all countries. I find that more important than, you know, whether or not I'm making money off of it. I would rather have visibility rather than the money. That's just who I am. Much, much, much later. I think after all that, I'm pretty sure you guys can understand what is copyright law or what is the DMCA and what you as a Glover need, just need to know about it. You don't need to know every finer detail in the You don't need to know every finer detail when it comes to the DMCA, but these are the major points I wanted the gloving community to understand. Is that, yes, including the video that Joe put out talking about unmuting your music on Facebook, I want to stress that, yes, you can do that and you can get your music unmuted, however, you are disputing a copyright claim. Therefore, the copyright owner can take you to court if they so choose this. That's something I just want to stress because I don't want people being like, well, I was told this and this is going to work just fine for me. No, I am literally trying to tell people about this to protect themselves from any damages that could be inflicted upon. Clearly, again, the Lindsay Ellis videos that I'm talking about clearly show how bad faith DMCA takedowns can do way more damage than good when you try to dispute it because most of the time the person who's being accused of copyright infringement has to get dragged through the mire of the bullshit platforms that they're on and deal with the crap that happens and it's still an uphill battle even if you win so yeah <laughs> excuse me for trying to educate the community to protect themselves i'm sorry that i'm trying to make a bigger deal of something that's actually a big deal because i don't want you guys going to court this for you! So I certainly hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say about the DMCA. Yes, the DMCA is just an aspect of copyright law and 
its entirety. And trust me, the more you go into copyright law, the more confusing and damning the thing is because holy crap, is there so much that goes into it because you have the creative commons license, you have all rights reserves, trademark kind of falls in there, but it's not copyright, trademark and copyright are not the same thing. Neither is the all rights reserve. They're all different aspects, but they kind of follow the similar vein of what they are by nature. Oh, oh. So if you have any questions that I did not cover in this lovely episode about the DMCA, you do have the various places you can hit me up at. Of course, you guys know, if you just look down in my description, you'll find all those places. You can hit me up on my Facebook. You can hit me up on my Instagram. I'm on Reddit. You can find me there. I have my own Discord. I'm also on the Worldwide Glovers Discord chat. You have places you can hit me up at. 75 years later. Yes, I would like to thank everybody who has helped me on this. Mom, thank you so much for helping me find all the research. Legal Eagle, thank you so much for breaking down DMCA in a nutshell that didn't make it sound so complicated, even though it's really more complicated than it actually is. <laughs> and of course, just like, share, and subscribe my stuff, please. Let people know that I'm just out here trying to help people get into gloving because that's all I want to do is get more people into gloving and people to embrace this awesome, wonderful, freaking art form that it is. Calm yourself, boy. You are acting hysterical. And of course, lastly but not least, if you like the content that I'm making, you wish to help me make better content, you have the wonderful opportunity to support me on Patreon. Okay, you need to let that oh go. Oh my god, okay. no one cares. It's so boring every day. Yes, if you want to know where my perks and all that stuff is, go check out the video right over here. It's just right there. It has all the perks. Enjoy. Thanks. But yes, that is pretty much all for my episode. I certainly hope you guys enjoy what I had to say. I don't really like talking about this stuff because it's really stupid, but so many people don't know anything about it, and I wanted to make sure that they did. So, excuse me for wanting to help people be better informed. If you're the type of person who thinks I'm making a big molehill out, you know, making a mountain out of a molehill, which I'm not. I really am not. But yep, that is pretty much all for my episode. Thank you so much for watching. I am your host, Peter, aka LPD8 Dubuque, and I will see you guys all next week.